So my name is Tommy Jones. I'm the pastor here at Grace. And if you're joining us for the first time, uh, this is probably going to be interesting for you. But if you're, it's, uh, we've been doing this little journey called Experiencing God. We're going through this book together and we're learning. And like, I could not wait to get to this chapter that I get to talk about today. So typically I'm one week ahead of y'all and y'all will hit this one next week. But what I get to talk about today is something incredibly close to my heart. Because today what I get to talk about is the church. And I think this is something that is probably one of the most misunderstood and like underestimated things in the world. Like we think we have an idea about church, but we don't really fully understand the importance of church and our role in it. And so it was fun to just read uh, Experiencing God this week and listen to this to Blackaby, who's the author, just kind of define it. And I didn't agree with every single thing he said about church. Uh, I think a lot of what he was saying was for, you know, in the 70s and a certain size church. And I'm not sure all of his ideas would work here. Like he was sort of advocating for at the end of every uh, worship gathering that you have kind of an open mic time. And I love you guys, but I just don't know. Ah, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That one kind of scared me, but um, he did have some cool ideas. And the beauty of it was, even though he and I might have disagreed on some execution, the heart of what he was saying was gorgeous. Uh, the heart of what he was saying was, was so challenging and so good and so right. And, and I read it and I just, I caught myself being convicted because there's so many times in my life, and maybe you experience this in your life or at your workplace or whatever, we get really caught up in what is right? And what we can see and what's right in front of us. And sometimes I get so caught up in what is when it comes to the church that it's actually a detriment to you guys and to me because in, in my getting caught up about what is, I forget about what could be and what has the power to become with a whole room full of people completely surrendered to Jesus Christ. So I, I just look, here's what it is, you know, and I say things like, well, it is what it is. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it is what it is right now but maybe there's something greater coming. And I believe that. Like I, inside of me, when I think about this church, I have this weird mix of complete content and complete discontent at the same time. And if that doesn't make sense, good, it shouldn't. But like there's, there's, I look at this church and I look at what's happening and, and I think, oh God, I'm so thankful for that. Like I'm so, I'm so happy with where we are. But at the same time, there's a discontent in me that says there's something so much greater that we have yet to experience yet. And so, yes, I'm, I'm happy about our direction. I'm happy about where we are. But on the other side, I know there's more, not just for me, but for every single one of you, there's more than what you've experienced yet. So my hope is today as we, as we have this conversation that you feel the same way. Like, be content. Okay, it's, this is good. I'm, I'm glad this is where I'm at. But be incredibly discontent because our greatest days are yet to come. And so that's sort of the lens I'm approaching this discussion with. And, and as we, it's like, I think most of y'all feel that way. Don't most of you feel like this is good, but it could be better? And I, I mean, I think that's good. I think that's God. I don't think that now there's 4% of you who are like, this is terrible and it's not going to get any better, but you keep coming back. And you're the reason we don't do open mic Sunday, just so you know, if you're one of those people, because you would just stand up here and complain. But like most of us believe that it's good, but it could be better. That's God putting that on our hearts. So we're going to take that mentality into this discussion. And I think when we talk about the church, the first thing we have to do is broaden our understanding of what the church is. I hear people say this all the time. I went to church. I go to church. 
I'm just not sure that's what they had in mind when the church was created. So we're going to go back to our foundational verse for this year, and it's Acts 2.42. And just like you can't do everything that, that Blackaby's talking about because it's from the 70s. I don't think we can do everything they're talking about in Acts because it's a different time and a different place. But the heart of this passage should carry across time for church. So Acts 2.42, it says, They, that's people like us, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with many all with many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possession to help anyone who had a need. Every day they continued to meet together. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And they were praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added daily to their number those who were being saved." Okay, as, as I read that verse, keep that one up there for me. As I read this verse, I think, man, I am content because I'm seeing some of this happen here. Maybe for the first time, I mean, in the life of this church, it's happening in a new way. People are in groups together and, and people are sharing with one another and people are, are giving and serving and, and all these different things, but it could be more. And so although I'm content, there's still a feeling of discontent because I believe our greatest days are still out there. But what they're describing here is what church is supposed to be. A place where people are growing in their knowledge of God and a place where people are knowing each other and being known by one another. A place where people are being equipped and they're serving and they're giving and they're praising. And that's what church is. Church is a place and a group of people where we come together and praise and give and serve and we know. And that it's not about a building. And it's not about music and dry ice and, and, and pastors who wear cool sweaters, although all those things are good. And I, I, listen, y'all know I'm not against using anything to make a point, which you'll find out at some point today. But it's not about any of those things. It's bigger than all of those things. It's about people who are devoted to a core group of, of things, of, of devoted to God and devoted to understanding the Bible and knowing Him and serving and loving. And these people changed the world seeing some of that here but I still think there's more and so that was church and that's who we're becoming and and I don't believe this alone is church too many people think this is church and I want I want to be real clear about this if this is new for you then this this gathering of us this is a great step but this is an amazing step. And the fact that you're here, don't, don't, I'm not downplaying that. If you're watching online, I'm not downplaying that. But this alone is not church. And this was never meant to be church. There's more than this. There were supposed to be these, these groups of people who were talking and, and loving each other. Matter of fact, James 5, 16, he says it like this. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It says in church where this is supposed to happen, you confess your sins to each other. So is this the place for that? If so, who wants to go first? Let's do open mic sin confession time. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah. Here's what I know. The first shall be last. There ain't nobody else going to do it after the first person goes. I don't want to do it. I mean... So there's got to be a place in church 
where we confess our sins to each other, where we're known by each other, where we're held accountable to each other. And I don't believe this is that. I believe this is one part, but I believe there's another part, and that happens inside of groups of people where you're knowing and loving. And, and if that sounds, so if you're at the cafe today and you're like, man, I didn't get anything out of church. And I was sitting behind you, which I would love like to catch that just one time. If I'm sitting behind you and you're griping about the fact that you didn't get anything out of church, I would love to lean over to you and say, I'm sorry. You're mistaking that hour for Sunday as all church is. And then you also thought it was about you. So you're 0 for 2. Like, that's what I would say. So if y'all ever hear somebody say that, say it. Kidding, don't. Don't do it. Some of y'all are like, oh, no, no, no. But like, th this is more. And if that sounds a little bit like weird, like accountability where people are actually, that's what it was supposed to be. And so if this is all you're getting, then you're never going to experience the fullness of what church is supposed to be. It's about more than just this. Now, this is better than nothing, but a horse is better than nothing, and you still have a car. And I want you to know, guys, the people who are connected here, the people who are like in the church, like part of it, and they're connected, they all have a voice. Everyone here who's connected has a voice. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty accessible to, to people to come and talk to me, but they have voices even inside their small groups. They talk to their small group and their small group leaders and their leaders talk to the staff and the staff talks to me and I talk to church council and, and I'm accountable to all these other people. But every idea, everyone has a voice. And we pull all these things together under the headship of Jesus Christ to do what we call life together. And it's powerful. And if, and if you want a voice in the church then you got to come to the table and get connected. And the people who are connected here aren't people we handpicked. We didn't have, you know, let's put team captains over there. We'll put, you know, Rachel over there and Dusty over there and y'all pick teams. That's not how people got connected. People got connected here because they fought for connection. And they tried and that didn't work and they tried and that didn't work and they kept going and they kept going and they didn't give up because they believed it was about something bigger than them. And it is. Because I was reading Blackaby this week, and this part hit me so well. The church, this group of people who come together, giving and praising and saying, we are the visible body of Christ for the world. Like, I know you've heard that, but have you ever really thought about it? You are part of the visible body of Christ for the world. When the world sees you, they are seeing part of the visible body of Christ for the world. Romans 12, 5. So in Christ, we though form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Okay, leave that up there for me. So it says, so in Christ, we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Which part of that do you think gets most people? Let me read it with emphasis. And each member belongs to all the others. Which part do you think gets people? The each member belong to all the others part. I mean, that's the part that's hard for us because we like to think about ourselves as independent and autonomous. But if you're here, then we belong to one another if you're truly part of the body. People like to ask me this question all the time. How many members y'all got over there? It's always somebody over 50. How many members you got over there? Like how many members you got? And what they want to know is how many names are on that sacred piece of paper somewhere, right? The member roll. Wouldn't you all like to see it? It's, it's a scroll and it's parchment and, and we review it and we put who's naughty and nice. But, I mean, how many members you got over there? And I, I always say the same thing. I don't know. 
And I don't know. Like I, I, I say, I don't know, or a million. I don't know, a million, two million. I don't know how many members we got. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know. I don't have any idea. Because to me, being a member of a church is good, but more importantly is being a member of the body of Christ. And members of the body of Christ aren't members because their name is on some sacred piece of paper somewhere. They're members of the body of Christ because they perform as a member of the body. And they should be able to articulate what they do inside the body. And other members of the body should be able to articulate what they do inside the, the body. And if, and if that's not happening, then just because your name is on a piece of paper somewhere, you join a church. But to join the body of Christ, you must perform as a member of the body of Christ. So if this is your first time here, it's going to get a little weird just for a minute. This is a bag. In this bag, I have something. <laughs> this is my leg. Okay? It's okay. It's my leg. It's cool. I can tell because it's got an Adidas shoe. It's not Chris's leg because it's smaller and has a better shoe. So that's how I know this is my leg. Okay? Um, but look, like, th 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 this is what we want to do. People are like, should I laugh? I don't know. This is weird. Is it okay to laugh? <laughs> He's being weird again. It's okay. So this is, this is what we want to do. Because we've come to believe that the body depends on the members. But the truth is the body does not depend on the member. The body of Christ is going to be sufficient regardless of what any of us do. We convinced people as a church over years, oh, we need you, we need you, we need you, because we were so desperate, I guess. But the truth is the body of Christ will stand and prevail and move no matter what the members do. The body doesn't need the members. The members need the body. You see this, this leg on its own can do absolutely nothing. It just stands there. Watch this leg, sing a song. I'm as free as a bird now. That was just me. That was just me doing a ventriloquist thing. That wasn't even a leg. It can't sing. Leg, play the drums. Leg, dance. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, that's what I think when I think of that leg dancing. <laughs> it can't do anything. Leg, go serve somebody. Leg, you can't, it can't do anything on its own, although my body is still moving fine, even though my leg's over there. You know why? Because I got another one. That's several of them. And so my body can continue to move without the member, but the member can do nothing without my body. Do y'all see what I'm saying? The reason we don't understand church is because we think church is all about this. No, church is about the body. And if you are not living as part of the body, then it's not the body that's missing out. It's you, just a leg, just standing there. And you will never get to experience the fullness of, of serving or the fullness of praising or the fullness of giving or the fullness of knowing or the fullness of growing if you join the body just to stand there like a lonely leg. Matter of fact, this leg came and joined the church the other day. I wrote its name down on the sacred piece of paper. It says leg. Right leg. Just in case left leg decided it wanted to join one day too. That's what the book says. But it's not doing anything. And so if you just want your name in a book, I mean, this is what happens. If you want to do something and be part of the body, there's got to be more. And then I started thinking, y'all are here. I'm really getting weird now. I started thinking, well, I've got three legs. Does the body of Christ really need three legs? I mean, how many legs does the body of Christ need? 50? What's it, a caterpillar? Does the body of Christ a caterpillar? And then, of course, no. So the body of Christ is not a caterpillar. The body of Christ is not 50 different legs all going in different directions. The body of Christ takes all these different legs and all these different arms and molds them into one body moving in one direction. It's not 50 things going 50 different directions. It's one body with the best attributes of each one. And from this one, it would just be the shoe bah, molded together. 
to form one body, moving in one direction. Listen, this is 1 Corinthians 1. It says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. And that doesn't mean we have to agree on every single thing. It means inside of our disagreements, we are united in our mission. We're united in being part of the body. We're united in belonging to one another. We're united in knowing that every single person here has a responsibility and that you are at your best only when you're connected to the body. Apart from the body, you will never be what you were designed to be. Look how easily you fall when you stand alone. You're designed for connection to the body. And if you're not experiencing that, and I know this sounds harsh, and I don't mean it to, but it's fair. Like, we want you, and we love you. But the bride of Christ will survive without you. You need the body. I need the body. The body will survive without me. This is God's plan for you. I love the way it says it in 1 Corinthians 12. It says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Why are you here today? Why are you here today? Are you here because you want to be here? No, you think that. We all think that. We think this is a choice I made. I'm here. You are here today as part of this body because God placed you in this place. God has placed you here as part of this body to do what only you can do in this body, to do something special and unique and mysterious and to be molded together with all the other parts to move in one direction. You aren't here because it's your plan. You're here as part of his plan. And when we begin to realize this, that I am here by the grace of God, not by the neediness of the church. I'm not, I'm not here because the church needs, I'm not here, none of us are here because the church needs me. We're here because God has given us grace to allow us to be part of his body. It's his grace and it's his plan. And so that begins to change the questions I ask. Instead of saying, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I want to go to church this Sunday. The question becomes, God, what is your plan for my life inside your kingdom and body this Sunday? Instead of saying, I don't know if I want to serve in that area, the question becomes, God, what is your plan for me to serve inside of that area? Instead of, uh, God, I don't know if I want to go or give or whatever, the question changes to God, what do you want? What is your plan for this part of my life? And when that becomes your question, it completely changes the way you see this thing. And you begin to realize that this meeting on Sundays, this is good and it is right. And if this is your first step, it's a good step, but there's another step. And the step is to be connected and to be known and to be valued and loved and to have people who will gather around you as one body moving in one direction. And when we have all these little different groups who are connected and they come together in this thing we call the church, we become the body of Christ for the world to see. And if you're not experiencing that, then you may find out that church is not a satisfying experience for you. Because this separation from the body was never what God intended for you. And so guys, I just want to challenge you this week to begin to pray about it. Am I, am I getting what I want out of church? No, not that. Am I living God's plan as part of the body of Christ? And when God speaks, 
have the courage to move because disconnected was never what God designed you to be. Amen.